Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Vespers and more. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelow, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Dawn Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, this is coming from me. Yeah. Because I've heard the term multiple times. Yep. I have no idea what it actually means. Perfect. So is it the name of a type of service? Is it the name of a type of song that is sung in a service? What is it? Perfect question. Vespers, which we oftentimes hear around Lent or Advent. Yep. Because a lot of congregations end up having an extra service during the week, during Lent or Advent. Typically Wednesday, but not always. Exactly. And we often call it Vespers. Lenten Vespers. So it's about the only time that you're going to hear it. And in the Pacific Northwest Lutheran tradition, much of the time, the setting for that Vespers service is going to be Holden Evening Prayer written by Marty Haugen. Okay. So for anyone listening who is familiar with Holden Evening Prayer, that's the service that we're talking about. And what Vespers is, is Vespers is actually a part of what is called the daily office. Okay. Or the daily prayers. And you can find it in the Lutheran Book of Worship, right? You can find settings for it okay. in the ELW. Absolutely. So the Evangelical Lutheran Worship Book is the current cranberry-colored hymnal. The Lutheran Book of Worship is the old green one. I know, and will forever be that in my brain, <laughs> sadly so. So you'll find the daily prayers in your hymnal. Thus the rustling of paper that you are hearing. Oh, are you actually going to leave that in there? You'll find the daily prayer in your hymnal around page 295. That's in the front of the hymnal, the small numbers in the front. And it offers some options. And then the first one you come to is actually matins. Okay. M-A-T-I-N-S. These are words that come to me from romance novels. (laughs) Both proudly and sadly. Perfect. Perfect. So matins is morning prayer. This is when you wake up in the morning and you begin your day with morning prayer. And then you might have a noonday prayer. And I know that in the Anglican tradition, they have more of these. Okay. And they're in their books. But ours goes from matins to vespers. Vespers happens between 4 and 8 p.m. Think sundown. Okay. Right. So matins when you first wake up, vespers when the sun is going down, and then there's Compline. At the end of the day. I didn't realize these were so time specific. Is that coming from some sort of abbots or nuns? or Monastic tradition? Mm-hmm. Yes. And okay. actually Vespers, this kind of service in that liminal time between day and night, okay. that twilight time, Vespers is referenced in our Christian writings. So if we think about how we know how long we've been doing a particular worship tradition that's not listed in our scripture, right? If it's not listed in our scripture, we, for example, worship at Easter. Okay. Jesus doesn't say, hold a worship service on the third day. No. And call it Easter. And call it Easter, right? So we have traditions and ways that we have been celebrating our Christian faith for centuries. And the way we trace it back is we look at the writings of the earliest church leaders. Okay. And we can find references to Vespers from the early church leaders from before the year 300. Okay. 
So before the Great Schism, before Orthodox and Roman Catholic went separate from each other, Mm -hmm. long before the Protestant Reformation, right? All the way back before it was legal to be Christian. Okay, so you're talking about the writings like not necessarily the ones in the Bible, but letters that would have been written back and forth and that kind of writings? So not like the writings like Paul's writings, Correct. which is in the New Testament. Exactly. But there's a whole group of early church leaders, St. Clement of Rome and all kinds of people that you can read about. Historians will talk about and reference these early bishops, these early Christian leaders. Sure. And they would be writing letters back and forth to each other, trying to figure out how are we going to do this religion thing. Sure. And that's where we get some of our references. Two of the oldest services that we have references to are actually the Easter Vigil, Uh which is Saturday, versus Easter celebration. Easter Vigil is actually older. Okay. And Vespers. These are two of the oldest traditions in the Christian faith. Interesting. And there are two that have totally gone by the wayside in a lot of different ways. Well, yeah, because when you think of a church service, you don't think of an evening service. You think of Sunday morning. Right. But in the early church before it was legal to gather together, you wouldn't necessarily gather together in the morning. You would sneak away after work and you would go down to the catacombs as the sun set. And you would gather as a community in the catacombs as the sun set. And you would have evening prayer. Interesting. So evening vespers, evening prayer, each of these different pieces, matins, vespers, compline, have parts of them that are specific to them, different turns of phrases, different things that we've said for centuries. And I love this stuff because it connects us for centuries and across denominations. So you can go to a Benedictine monastery and you can sing these words and they've been sung since the early three and four hundreds or longer. So what makes it different from a regular Sunday morning service? A couple of different things. So on Sunday mornings, we follow what's called the Ordo. Yep. And I think we've done a podcast on that. So if you're interested in learning more about that, you can go to our webpage at centralportland.org, find our podcast page, and Don will have to it. Yeah, Don will put a link to the old podcast. So on Sunday morning, our objective is gathering word meal sending, right? Not objective, but our order is gathering word meal sending. And the, the purpose of that gathering, which is rooted in scripture, is to gather us together, to have us hear the words of Jesus and to hear the words of our faith, to share the meal with one another, and then to be sent out to serve. And that's our primary worship. But on our daily worship, Matins, Vespers, Compline, there's not the same kind of section of the word and the meal. Okay. So there's gathering sections and there's praises and thanksgivings and there's psalms. These are all very much wrapped around the Psalter and the the Psalms. Yep. And so you'll sing and you'll pray the Psalms and then have a closing and a blessing for the rest of your day. But it's not about hearing an idea or a sermon or a homily even. Okay. And it's not about communion because that wasn't in there. Correct. It's about centering your day in stillness and peace and ancient tradition and surrounding your day with multiple moments of prayer. Okay, so what makes Matins, Vespers, and Compline different? Are there different prayers that are said? Yes. Or is there a different feeling that's going on? Totally. Okay. 
Yeah. And each one has kind of its own purpose. Like in some ways, Matins is like, okay, we're going to get up and have a day. Yay. Okay. Thank you, God. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in it. Right? Wake sure. up, get you moving. Vespers is very much a calming down in some ways. It's an opportunity. If you think of hold an evening prayer for folks who are familiar with it, the let my prayer rise up like incense before you, that psalm that kind of wraps around and we center our hearts in this idea of being present with God and that our prayers are being present with God in that time. We hear a scripture piece. We hear Mary's Magnificat and how the world can be changed. And then we move into the rest of our evening, our downtime, our quiet time. Okay. Having been given that. And then Compline, it's just beautiful. Okay. And we never use Compline. Ugh, this could be the night owl in me. <laughs> I think very much so. Very likely. But Compline is this lovely time where you affirm that God is present with you and that God's grace and love are with you. And there's like a psalm or two okay. in a reading. And then this prayer for the world, for people and for the world to rest and be still and to be held in safety. And then this quietness, it ends in this quietness of trusting God to help there be peace so that people can rest. It's so beautiful. And that's done late at night. Well, that Compton was my is next question. Mm-hmm. What is your time frame for that one? That's in the evening. That's right before you go to sleep. So how come that isn't used on like a Christmas Eve service? It totally could be. Okay. Yeah. We could totally use that like a midnight mass Christmas yeah. Eve. Mm-hmm. Great idea. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> okay. You talk about the Holden evening prayer. Is this... Something where the words are the same throughout the centuries and throughout the services, but the melodies that you're singing have changed or what changes? The melody. Okay. And I think that there are likely to be translation or slight word variations here and there. Well, that makes sense. Mostly it's the melody that then changes. And sometimes it's a big melody change. Sometimes it's a small melody change. But most of the time, the words and the setting stay the same. So in the same way that our worship service, we have different pieces that stay the same. The fancy Latin terms are the sursum corda and the... Holy, holy, holy. So that's the lift up your hearts. Mm-hmm. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord. Our God is right to give our God thanks and praise. Mm-hmm. And then we have our proper preface. And then we have the holy, holy, holy. And that's also called the Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus. Uh-huh. means the exact same thing. And that is the section where we are echoing the cry of the angels over Bethlehem upon the arrival of Jesus the baby. Okay. Right. But those words, the words are the same, the words even are, though the melody changes through the years. Exactly. Okay. And people worship musicians, musicians who write for the liturgy. They create settings to change the music underneath the same words. And the words might be slightly changed here and there. Sure. But most of the time, the words all remain the same. So what are the most popular ones? Do people tend to use the one that is in the uh, Lutheran handbook? As far as matins and vespers? and Yeah, no. or do they tend to use whatever is the most popular contemporary thing going on? Kind of that, I think, in some ways. And it's hard because we don't use the daily office that often. In fact, I think I've only gotten to use Compline five or six times 
you know, I've been doing this since seminary. I've been doing this for 20 years now, right? Ordained for 15. I think I've gotten used like five or six times. So do you use it in seminary at all? Does it come up more often in other ways and places? We might have used it. Like we did matins every now and then if I made it. Okay. They might have done matins more frequently than You're I made it. You're a compline it, person. To be fair. Mm -hmm. Right. But no, they didn't really do compline at all. And Vespers, I would say that there's so many times that we could do Vespers outside of Advent and Lent, uh -huh. but that's primarily where it gets used. And these seasons where people are kind of doing a little more contemplation and taking a little more time for their spiritual practice leading up to Christmas or Lent in general is a time when people are being pretty intentional sure. in our traditions about thinking about spiritual stuff. And so they'll come maybe for an extra worship service, but it's not so late at night as to be compline. Right. We're gathering for a meal and education, and then we send people home for the rest of their night. So yeah, it's, you're like you're getting them back around supper time later in the day, unless there's some sort of right something going on. Right. People aren't, if you're in a monastery or an abbey, it makes sense to be able to have Compline. Sure. You're in the location where you're going to be for the night. Yeah. Right. So there's no sense. need to get out of your comfy clothes. Right. Or drive somewhere or anything or like that. Or feel goofy about going in your pajamas. Right. You're just going to go to the common area, have the service together, and then retire to your rooms. So, I mean, Compline gets the short shrift because people don't do late night worship services all that often. Well, and I think there could be a need and it could be a thing. There are so many night owls. There's so much going on. Right. It's a beautiful service. The other thing is, is there aren't a lot of settings. Oh, okay. Of the Compline. There aren't, I don't think, as many settings of Compline as there are of Vespers. And in this region, we are obsessed with holding evening prayer. <laughs> right? It's, yes. It's something that is a fascinating piece. It's difficult to change the tradition and not use holding evening prayer. And since that is such a dearly beloved Vesper service... It's what people really want to do, especially anyone who has any connection to Holden Village, which is where it is was Is that where written. it comes from? Okay. So Marty Haugen wrote Holden Evening Prayer as Vespers for that community, I think in 1986. Okay. And in fact, our books, I think, say Vespers 86 on them. Okay. Instead of Holden Evening Prayer. And it's a beautiful setting. I love it as much as anybody else. I really do. And there are other settings. Yeah. And even Marty Haugen has been like, really, people? <laughs> Just change it up a little now I wrote it for one season. Can we, can we move on? But Fascinating. Sometimes you write something that strikes the heart and it offers a piece and it offers something to people that they really needed. The psalmody that let my prayer rise up in that is absolute brilliance. And it is a stunning piece of music. And people feel holy. They feel the holiness when they get to sing that. Is the music written because it is an evening service, because it's a slightly different, I'm going to guess, formality? Mm -hmm. Is it written for fewer instruments? Is it written for voice only? Is it written differently that way? The traditional settings of it are all chant-based. Okay. Which is really hard. And there may or may not be a whole lot of accompaniment underneath it. Okay. It's primarily chant. When I first learned Compline... I had a friend who had found like a jazz chord setting underneath the Compline that was in the old LBW. Nice. 
And so we used that when we did Compline together a couple of times. And unfortunately for the ELW, they changed a couple of the chants just slightly enough that it doesn't match up anymore. Okay. But it's still primarily what's in our hymnal is all chant based. Okay. Which is also intimidating. Chant is really, really hard, and that's another reason why we don't use these services that much. Well, yeah, but at the same time, you would think you got all these people supposedly singing together. It's got to be easier than trying to find a musician at a random time of the day on a random day of the week. Totally. Totally. Chant can be real hard. Mm-hmm. It's tough, especially if you're not a reader of music, even knowing the ups and downs of the notes is oh. Even Difficult. if you do read music, some of the intervals that happen in chant are completely different than what our ears are accustomed to hearing in modern mo- melodies. Sure. And so we get lost along the way. And then our whole idea of I've got to get it right. Oh, yeah. Starts playing in and we're just toast. Excellent. Okay. This is going to lead me to my last question, which we've modified slightly because it's come out that Compline is your favorite over Vespers. Totally. So what is your favorite part of Compline then? A couple of different pieces, but I really... <laughs> no, so the whole thing. So the whole thing. <laughs> okay. I love the whole thing. There's a section called the Gospel Canticle, and it goes with the Nunc Dimittis, Simeon and Anna, the okay. folks that were waiting to see Jesus and saw him as a baby. And so there's the note, Lord, let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. We don't often do the Nunc Dimittis in worship, and I love that. But there's this line that weaves all the way through the Vespers that says, Guide us waking, O Lord, and guard us sleeping, that awake we may watch with Christ, and asleep we may rest in peace. And that echoes all the way through the service, and it's so beautiful. And then the final prayers of the evening, there's like five of them that are offered that are my favorites. But the one I'm going to choose to share here. Okay. Oh, Lord, support us all the day long of this troubled life until the shadows lengthen and the evening comes and the busy world is hushed and the fever of life is over and our work is done. Then in your mercy, grant us a safe lodging, a holy rest, and peace at the last through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Excellent. I love that benediction, that prayer, that peace. It's just beautiful. And I've used it in other settings. Another one is about watching with those who work or watch or weep in the night and hold and be present with them. There's just a lot of really beautiful, beautiful prayers in this one. Wonderful. And there's no problem taking bits and pieces from other services or settings and using them to whatever advantage you want. I have used these prayers in other settings. Absolutely. Excellent. And so if you're looking for beautiful nighttime bedtime prayers to use with your kids, you can pull them up on page 325 and 326 out of our ELW. Take pictures while you're bored. Listen to me preach in the pews. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about Vespers and beyond. Indeed. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And may God watch over your rest and your going in and coming out in the days ahead of you. Thank you for listening along. And we would love to hear from you. If you have a particularly grand experience with a Matins or Vespers or Compliment service, I would love to hear it. You can reach out to us on Facebook or email us at podcast at centralportland.org. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.